Hello, Gooners, if there's any of you listening anymore um, <laughs> who haven't just mailed it in on the, the season as Arsenal mailed it in for the second half of that Bayern game. We are back. Um, we have a few games to cover this week. Um, we're going to dig a little bit further back to the end of our Premier League season with our loss to Chelsea. Um, we'll look at the win against Hull. Consolation win against Consolation Hull. win against Hull that's keeping us in the top four right now. And uh, the whole Bayern Munich debacle. And we're going to have to address something. In the first episode of this podcast, we had said that we were a Strictly Wenger in podcast. I believe that is contested now. Mm -hmm. Um, As I have switched over, I can't take it anymore. Um, And we'll talk about some other things. We'll preview next season. as That's all there is to look forward to anymore. (laughs) And I guess Sutton in the FA Cup. So thanks for listening and good luck. (laughs) (laughs) So the Chelsea game, um, huge game, really. I mean, like they they messed up obviously we before the day the the game before against Watford. So it it was it was the biggest must win game. Like there, I have there's no other way to put it. You had to win the game. A, A draw wasn't good enough. And they got embarrassed. Chelsea was clearly the better team. Complete reversal from the f- the first leg of the season game. Yeah. Um, what'd you make of it, George? Well, it definitely confirmed all of the sort of uh, issues that we had seen in the team throughout the games where maybe we weren't, we weren't playing as well, but we got results, but mainly just defense and lack of concentration, lack of fight. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like a game that culminated in that. So uh, it was obviously really hard to watch. It, it, it just it just really looked like we didn't have any motivation for the game no. at all. And I think you sum it up well there. And that sort of defined the last stretch yeah, for Arsenal, this where the season's kind of gone kaput is that all the negative parts of this team that used to be hidden by skill and getting the results, it's now flipped. Where the negative parts mm-hmm. are no longer hidden, they're the forefront, they're the focus of the game. You can't watch the game without pointing out lack of lack of defensive stability, lack of defensive organization, lack of a consistent midfield, mm-hmm. lack of drive. Lack of passion once they go down a goal, right? And I think that's, other than Sanchez, yeah. I think that's the difference in this last bit is that, and you saw it in the Chelsea game, you saw it in the Watford game, you saw it against Bayern Munich, but especially in the Chelsea game, just all the things we've always known about this team but have been, they've made up for it with other elements of their game, mm-hmm. now those negative aspects have taken over. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's like, it's really not, like, skill-wise, we have an excellent squad. Mm-hmm. But there's just something missing there. And I think you saw it really well in Conte, is that he's getting the most out of his players. He's yeah. taking his players, and he is wringing them out to get every drop of skill, every drop of, like, effort that mm-hmm. they can possibly give. And it really shows they were hungry on the ball. They were pressing all the time, and... We we just looked like we really couldn't be bothered. And it was one of the biggest games of our season. It was the biggest game of the season, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Yeah. Um, the next biggest game is going to be probably games to make sure we come top four. Because looking at the standings, I know Liverpool's sliding, but I mean, nothing's guaranteed. We're only a point out of not being in the top four. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was an ugly game. I mean, Czech had his gaffe. Yeah. The defense, again, was not organized. We didn't have a whole lot going forward. And this is... I mean, it's... How many times are we going to see this play out? It's the same story with these players and with Wenger in the last five or six years that when it comes to the big games... They just don't show up. They don't show up. They're a step behind. And there's... There's something to be said for that. Like, obviously... Wenger can't go out and he can't play the game for them. But at the same time, he's put so much effort into certain players and they've just not 
they just haven't rewarded his efforts. Walcott. Walcott. Like, don't get me wrong. Walcott's been good this season, but I mean... Uh, he's, he had a good start to the season. He had season. a good start to the season. Um, Ramsey, who... Oh, God. He's been awful this year. Absolutely awful. And players like Oxlade-Chamberlain, who, granted, has been looking better since he's moved to the middle of the park. But just, they haven't been those consistent players because it might be that they know that they always have their spot. Yeah, that's the, and that's when you, you look, look at the failures, right? Do you blame it on the, on the manager? Like, can you blame Wenger? Is the blame on the players? I think it probably lies somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Is it on ownership? It's a bit of both. I, they've given him the money to spend. I mean, I saw, I saw something the other day that Conte and Mustafi, or Conte and David Luiz, cost less money than... Shaka and Mustafi. I rate Mustafi above David Luiz. This year, David Luiz has been excellent. Yes, he's been excellent. But as an overall player, I'd still take Mustafi. Mm -hmm. But I would take Conte over Shaka any day. So so the whole argument that Wenger's been spending good money and he's been frugal, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really hold up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I don't know. It was just that, that Chelsea game sort of was a good sum up of... What's been wrong the last five, six years? Yeah, yeah. And obviously there's very, very... It's painful, right? And, like, obviously we have to kind of revisit this like we do every year around this time, I would say. Um, but we have, like, Bellerin, who luckily he's all right. Mm-hmm. Was That was a very dangerous challenge on him. Yeah. Uh, I thought that should have been a foul. But, I mean, it... There was a lot being made of that, but that was not the reason why we lost that game. No. At all. But we'll see. And obviously, we we got through that. Title challenges thoroughly bottled, even though Chelsea had dropped points against Burnley. Tottenham had dropped points against Liverpool. So we're still technically tied for second place. But, I mean, it's just... We tied... I think we're tied for third. Yes, because Man City won. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it it still isn't good enough. Like the manner in which we're doing it is is just not is just not there. We're stumbling into a top four finish every year. Mm-hmm. Rather than like even last year when when they came second, and you look at that and the optics of it, if you just look okay they came second it was a good year they stumbled into second place. Yeah, yeah. Right there was a lot of games like this. Last year, a lot of games like the Watford game, the Bournemouth game, right? It's all, it's, it's happened before. And even if we do finish second this year, say that we do finish second, it's still not a good year because the way that we got to second yeah. wasn't playing well. Cons- it wasn't playing consistently well. Yeah. And we like, there was never a point where we were giving Chelsea like a huge run. Yeah. Because... Chelsea's been in first place since week 12 or something like yeah. that. And to be honest, no one in the league has. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't buy that Tottenham's still in it. Spurs are not still in it. Mm-hmm. No one's. It's it's Chelsea's title. Yeah. Um, it would take Conte. a monumental collapse for them to fall out of that, which I don't think is going to happen under Conte. No, it's not. But, like, even if that does happen, I don't expect us to go and pick it up. No. We're not the team that would... No, we we can't take advantage... We had the opportunities. Yeah, the exactly. We, we didn't take advantage of them. Exactly. So, um... And it's not, it's not even that we want to be winning every game. Obviously, you want to win every game. That's not the point. The point is the way in which we lose games. It's from being... Not paying attention, from yeah. being lazy. It, it, it It's just... It's With painful. Arsenal's squad, they should be able to win every game. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying that they would win every game in the season, but mm-hmm. I'm saying if you're looking at a game individually, they should have a chance to win that game every day. Yeah. But when they come out and they play the way that they do, they don't have that chance. No. Anymore. You're not, not going to have a chance to win a game if you play the way they did against Chelsea, if you play the way they did against Bayern. Mm-hmm. You don't have that chance. No. But you should. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's the thing. If you played how you should every game, you wouldn't lose to Watford. Yeah, maybe you'd squeak a point out of uh, a point against Chelsea, right? You would mm. get the the points that you would accumulate from just playing consistently. Yeah, you'd still lose, 
Yeah. But you get more points in these games you're losing because you play like shit. Same with the Bayern game. They might yeah. have still lost that Bayern game 2-1, but that's not a but bad... But that's not a bad result no. at all. Like a 2-1 or a 3-1, it's really not that bad. Especially going home. Especially going home, exactly. But well, we'll get on to the Bayern game in a bit. So then after the Chelsea game, we moved on to another... Pretty uninspiring game against Hull City. Best way to put it. Yeah, yeah like we, we won the game, but I mean, we still did not look good. And obviously, <clears throat> a win's a win, right? But I mean, given the context of our season from then, it like, we could have won 7 nothing, but that would have, I think, only added fuel to the flames. Yeah, I'm seeing how the, the yeah. two different arsenals, arguably the three different arsenals, um, from watching the game, I honestly thought that Hull deserved a point. Yeah, like I thought we so were, as well. That that the two nil result does not reflect the flow of the game. Does not reflect the chances. Again, the w- way you summed up was perfect. Uninspired. Mm-hmm. Like nothing in <clears throat> watching that game against Hull, a relegation team. Maybe they've been playing better lately, but nonetheless, a bottom team. Would you look at that game and say? That's a championship side there. That's a champ. Yeah. They're gonna win a champ. They're gonna win the title. You'd never, if you knew nothing about yeah. soccer, you could watch that game and think, "Oh, those are two mid-table teams." Yeah, and it's must say like credit to Hall because they've looked a lot, a lot better. I don't know how since the Silva's come in to be manager. I don't know how either. They went and bought a few players, and that's good. But I mean, like, the so way that they're struggles. playing, they're playing way better than Leicester right now. Oh, God, yeah. And you'd tip them to stay up above Leicester. That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation, but I mean, they're playing well. Yeah. Um, but it, I've, I just feel like we're so... We were, we were given such a blow by that Chelsea game that it, it's residual. It really is. And, like, I'm not looking forward to our next Premier League game. Uh, it's not for a while. It's not for a while because we have the FA Cup this weekend. And then Southampton's in... Southampton's in the... Uh, yeah. Uh, Capital One Emirates. No, it's not the Emirates. It's, Capital it's the Capital One, One Cup. Cup, yeah. It's named... It's or pretty it sure it's the named Carling some now? shit else. Anyway, no, it was English, English League The Shitbox Cup. Yeah. But... I heard a good analogy about the English League Cup. Is that oh, it's, yeah. The, the English League Cup is like Valentine's Day. If you're in the tournament or in a relationship, it's a huge deal. If you're out of it, you don't give a fuck about it. Right? So, uh, yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. But, but yeah, I mean, we still have to play Bayern, actually, I think, before our next Premier League. Yeah, game. yeah. I think it, it, that's how long until we play again. After Sutton, that is. But, yeah, it's just... Like, the Hall game was unconvincing. Sanchez, I thought, should have not been allowed that goal because he... Basically, like, spiked it into the net. Yeah. Um, and, like, we we're, were lucky to get away with that one. But once again, it's like, um, it's too little too late. Like, those kind of results, they're just not... They're, they're, it just helps... It just helps nobody. Like, obviously, we want to get top four. We want maybe, potentially, if Wenger leaves, our next manager to have Champions League and have that attraction of the yeah. club. Um, so it is important, but I mean, like, it, doing that year after year is under Arsenal's potential. Yeah, oh, for sure. That's, that's, they are a team that performs under their potential every year Mm -hmm. and never reaches their potential. Yeah. And I don't know who's to blame for that. If you need to bring in new players or if you... I believe need to bring in a whole new coach exactly. Yeah. I said for years the bold should be gone. Yeah. We'll get into that more later. Yeah. But um <laughs> what a, <laughs> a funny tweet that I saw is after the I think it was the game before Chelsea, the Watford game where we lost. I saw a funny tweet. I, I think it was the first match of Arsenal's uh, or Arsene Wenger's uh ban. And it just read that's it. I've had enough bold out. <laughs> <laughs> it's this first game on the sidelines. I laughed. But um but yeah, realistically, Bold is not a very inspiring coach. And he's also theoretically he's the one in charge of organizing the defense. Yeah, that's he's the defensive coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um and it kind of looked like a child with one of those boxes with like 
square pegs and like yeah. star pegs and he's trying to jam the star into the square one yeah, and it just looks very disjointed and even let's say he's in charge of simply setting up a defense for set pieces yeah every time there's a corner kick anything could happen yeah exactly every time there's a set piece that is going to be a ball swung into the middle people are not marking their man people are getting free head like or the clearance is shit and it drops right to Tiago and he blasts it into the yeah, like, yeah it's just I think bold's a big problem but with the Hull game what I thought going into it is that they needed that big win like they needed a big win where they played well to get the confidence up for Bayern yeah because players like Meza Erzl have zero confidence left there's like Meza Erzl looks like a shell of himself yeah when he's running with the ball he looks like he doesn't know where the fuck he's going rather mm. than before when he'd be looking around and clinically picking people yeah. out but struggling through the Hull game, I think, actually did, even though they won, it did. It was worse for their confidence. It took more confidence mm. away because as soon as there was any sort of adversity in that Bayern game, it just rolled it over. Ju- it just rolled over. It's yeah. a team that doesn't believe in themselves. Yeah, it's very true. And um, I think that motivational aspect, like I said with Conte, Antonio Conte, is like. It's something that you see makes such a big difference to a team. And it's something that Arsene Wenger hasn't really had. He hasn't had that intensity to him. Um, back when we were the Invincibles and we were winning league titles and getting to the finals of the Champions League, he had some players that had that sort of bark that would be able to motivate the players and and now it just we we really don't we really don't have that. No, he's never replaced that core. Yeah. Right? There's been no replacement for Vieira. Yeah. Although he's tried. Yeah. There's been no replacement for Henri, mm-hmm. which is I know understand he's one of the best players in the world at the time. That's difficult. But there hasn't been. And there's been no replacement for Bergkamp. And I know Urzel and Sanchez were supposed to be those guys. And I think Sanchez has the potential and the work rate to be. I don't know if he has the skill to be, but I don't think Urzel... I think it's the skill. I think with Sanchez, it's more decision-making, but... Yeah, but with Urzel, I don't think he can be a bird camp because he disappears in the big games. Urzel could be I think a bird... It, I think it's a big... I, like, I think the thing with Ozil has a lot to do with our midfield behind him, and that also is sort of... I think the biggest issue at Arsenal right now isn't, like, the front four, isn't the defense necessarily is the two in the middle of the park and we just don't have a system that provides enough support for our front men or provides enough cover for our defense and there we need to i i think it's going to be down to us switching formation yeah um i think that like if that's going to happen it's going to come with a new coach yeah and i mean we always talk about that getting a new manager might mean taking a couple of years out of the top four, which I'd be fine with. I'd be fine with as long as it shows that we're fighting. There's prog- And there is prog- progression. But it doesn't have to mean that. Yeah. I mean, Conte took a, t- a Chelsea team, which I believe finished 10th last year. Yeah. And they're going to run away with the league. Yeah. So it, 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 the players are there. The skill's there. It takes a couple additions, a change in formation and philosophy. Exactly. And this team, we that's, as we said, this team's potential is huge. Mm-hmm. It's just there's they're not something's not working to 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 realize it. And the Chelsea game was an example of that, and the Hull game was an example of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we're we're gonna take a quick pause, and then uh, we'll be back with uh, our butt fucking at Bayern. <laughs> God awful. So first leg of the Champions League, first seed Arsenal. Second seed, Bayern Munich, which sounds ironic after that game. Um, Robin comes out. I don't know what Cockley... I've, I've watched that play over and over again and cannot figure out what Cochran was doing. Yeah. Arian Robin is 33 years old. He's been a top player in the world for a lot of those 33 years. Everyone knows he has a <laughs> deadly. No it's what I don't it's know. No surprise. Oh yeah, let's cheat him onto his right foot oh. so that he can step into open space and put an absolute howler 
into the top right corner. Like, Coughlin, I'm sorry. He's an FA Cup. He's a player you play in the FA Cup. Like, he's not a Champions League I player. I agree. And but, but, like, the thing that's so frustrating about that is just, like, not even just, like, showing a player onto his inside foot. It's Aryan Robin. That's been his entire fucking career is cutting in onto his left foot and hitting a really nice shot. And you gave you it to him. You literally gave it to him. You asked oh him, my fucking Aryan God. Robin, please cut on your left foot and butt fuck us. Yes. That's it's what Coughlin did. Oh, my God. It was just... It was the most frustrating fucking thing I've seen. Because he, like... It's it's literally the one thing that he does. Yeah. Literally the one thing that he does. Other than And diving. the worst part about it is Coughlin had him like this. Yeah. And all of a sudden he decides to be like, oh, maybe for the first time in his career, he's going to fake me and take it down the line. Yeah. And he jumps this way. He bit and was, so hard. It's not even that he bit. He was yeah. trying to psych out Robin. He was trying to make Robin. He was trying to anticipate. Yeah. It, that's like betting on like... It's either you have a chance to bet on something that'll happen 99% of the time or 1% of the time. And yeah. he bet on the 1%. He didn't... Yeah, he bet on it for sure. And by doing so... Because oh. Robin didn't even make a move that way. By doing so... No! He, 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 he pushed Robin onto his left foot and gave him space. And he's but, like, well, fuck me. Okay, I guess yeah. I'm just going to score top shelf. But like, that example was a good example of what Arsenal was doing wrong for most of the game. Was they were giving Bayern Munich... A ton of space. Yeah. Bayern could do whatever they wanted with the ball five times over. Yeah. Whereas as soon as Arsenal got the ball, which seemed to only be going to Sanchez up alone for the first half, he was closed down by three guys every time. Or yeah. one guy right in, right on his face. But they were letting Bayern play Arsenal's game against them of walking mm. around, controlling the ball, controlling the pace, and having no pressure. Yeah. Um, it reminded me, actually, of how Bal played Arsenal in the first leg of... of yeah, yeah. How Arsenal could just walk up with the ball, hold on to it for 10 seconds, distribute it to the next guy who did the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, it was it was such a bad... Again, a terrible, terrible start. Yeah. Um, now, like, continuing through the game, like, I must say, like... We were very, very lucky. Lewandowski had a few chances that he didn't bury, mm-hmm. but it, it, it was too many, too many chances. Yeah. You know, you can't give a striker of that quality too many chances. We could have been down a lot more goals in the first half. But I, I did think that we responded decently after the goal. Mm-hmm. Like the Sanchez getting the penalty was, I mean, it was, was a, a penalty. Very questionable call. It was a penalty. Is just is kind of weird because there was Kishelny had no chance at goal. He well, was taking the, the ball he, out of the air. He had well, almost no chance of getting the ball. That was, I know. It was yeah. in Lewandowski's control, and he just sort of threw up his leg, happened to get there first while he was following through. Yeah. It, like, it was a weird for me. It, for me, it wasn't a penalty at all. I'm yeah. happy we got it, yeah. but it, for me, it wasn't even close to a penalty. And then, like, Sanchez, terrible penalty. Mm-hmm. Right, like the actual penalty itself was terrible. The ball control and the the poise after to get the goal mm-hmm. was just was very classic good. Alexi Sanchez, and it was great. We had a couple more chances after that. Urzel came in, um, basically uncontested on the side, and opted to shoot with the wrong foot mm-hmm. right at Manuel Neuer. And Shaka had a very powerful volley, which was unfortunately right at right at Manuel Neuer. And at that point in the game, I was thinking, you know what? we might be able to get out of here with a tie mm-hmm. or a 2-1 loss, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, Byron had too many chances, but I thought we could we could respond well enough. Like, we were clearly able to get in behind yeah. the defense. And then come the second half, that stopped pretty oh, quickly. It was... Yeah, and, like, even, like... If, if you're fighting throughout the game, like, a 2-1 loss or even a 3-1 loss really isn't that bad. We beat Bayern 2-0 before last yeah. year. And it's... It just... It happens all the time that we just... Uh, we just give up. And we end up getting trounced by a team. Obviously, don't get me wrong. Bayern can do that to anybody on any given day. Yeah. You saw Barcelona got humped by PSG the yeah, day before. Yeah, insane. I actually saw a tweet that says, finally, Arsenal are playing like Barcelona. Yes, yeah. Which yeah, was very funny, that. although it kind of hurt me inside. Yeah. But um, it was just, 
brutal defending all around. Absolute shit defending all around, like, the entire second half. It was a complete mental breakdown for that 10-minute span. Yeah. Once the second goal went in, and then quickly the third goal, which no one had a shot at, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that was a beautiful flick. It was just, all right, we're done. Mm -hmm. We're out for a walkabout now. Not, oh, we're only 3-1 down. Mm -hmm. Let's close it down defensively. Let's make sure we don't concede again. And if we get a goal on a break or something, we get a goal on a break. But at 3-1, that's when you got to... Like, that's that's what they're lacking. The leadership and the resilience and the grit to be down and out. Mm -hmm. Realize that it's an aggregate game. Yeah. And you still let up a fourth. And then you let up a fifth. Mm -hmm. And the fourth was just out of pure, again, set pieces. Yeah, yeah. And just ricochets off Shaka and it. And, like, that's not Shaka's fault at all. No. It's just down to the organization and the defending of the set piece itself. Um, just going a little bit back to the third goal from Thiago. Um, as good as Mustafi's been for us, that was very, very poor from Mustafi. Yeah. Very, very poor. Um, I get that he's trying to organize people. But when the attackers are so close, that it, it's not the time for that. He absolutely let Tiago ghost by him. He was looking over at the right back and Tiago was already past him with yeah. the ball. It was it was it was really bad. Yeah. It was really bad. But at the same time, he shouldn't be in a position where he needs to organize things. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he should be organizing a little bit here and there, but the defense as a whole should be set up long before the game even starts. That they know what they're doing. They have that resiliency. And it, it just has been non-existent for the past few seasons, really, at this point. No coaching. No coaching. And what it led to was an absolute embarrassment. Yeah. Like, that was an embarrassment. 3-1. At 3-1, that's fine. You lost. You still have a chance. Just hold on. Yeah. And to just still not, mm-hmm. not care... Walcott came on invisible. Uh-huh. Giroud came on, didn't didn't have a chance to do anything, so you can't really knock him. I thought Awobi was poor for a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. A game against Bayern Munich is not a game I start Awobi, and I'm sorry. Like I know mm-hmm. he's a good young player, and he has good games. But Barcelona was done. Yeah, and this was the chance to maybe make a run in the in the Champions League. Yeah. And he, Wenger got it all wrong. Yeah. And the team did it all wrong ten times over. Yeah, I mean, It's yeah. just, there's not, uh, there's... N- well, you could see after the third goal, it just, like, they had already been rattled around by the third goal going in. But you saw after that went in, it looked like they, it looked like they were having a pity party for themselves. Yes. Yeah. And I'm and fucking sick of seeing... I'm fucking sick of it, too. It's been seeing them yell at each sick. other. Yeah. Everyone's blaming someone else. There's no accountability, There's no accountability on accountability. Exactly. Even with Mustafi, who's supposed to be a leader on that team, that third goal, like you were just talking about, was his fault, and he immediately turns around and starts reaming out every other player. Yeah. Take some accountability, yeah. and that's what they're lacking leadership, really, exactly. when, when it comes down to... And leadership from the top. And that's, some, that's something that, like... There's never been, like, there hasn't never been, like, that strong side of Wenger to sort of stand up and be like, yes, like, you guys need to act in this way. Yeah. Yeah, I won't tolerate this. I won't tolerate that. There hasn't been that at all. He just avoids buying players who can be controversial, but a lot of the time those players are the ones who will stand up. Yeah. And will take accountability and hold other people accountable. And that's what it looks like right now is that no one's holding themselves accountable are trying to hold everyone, like, blame everyone else and make mm. them accountable, and no one will accept that either. So it's, there's no team, there's not a cohesive unit, there's not a sense of togetherness to get through a rough 10 minutes spell in the game and yeah. make something out of it. They just deflate and collapse. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so five, at 5-1, it's just, it, it, it was just a dagger because especially the fifth goal, it was a poor, poor giveaway from Chamberlain. Oh, that was terrible. That just ended in like yeah. another just like dagger nail in the coffin. Who I thought was one of the players who had one of the better games. Yeah, I, I thought so as well. I didn't have too many beefs and complaints about Ox's game. And then 
he gifted that fifth goal to yeah. Miller. But essentially, it's like, I'll just read you some of the stats, right? Bayern Munich, 24 shots, 6 off target, 11 on target. We had 5 on... Sorry. We had 8 shots, 5 off target, 2 on target. Yeah. Possession was 68-32. Jesus. And... That's a. I think that's even. That's a stat line that we can put up uh, that we've put up this season against Southampton in the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And Southampton was a poor, poor side. So you see that I obviously doesn't mean it's equal or parallel or anything. But I'm saying we got dominated so bad that it looked like. It really looked like boys against men. But when we come up against the bigger teams in Europe. Who, given our players, given the payroll, given where they stand in European football, they should be able to compete with, but they end up being a Southampton, right? They are the Southampton of top European team. That's even mm-hmm. a little. They're they're like a mid table to bottom table team mm-hmm. every time they play a Barcelona, a Bayern, a Real, an Atletico, right? Like that's it's just it's the same old same old. It's so fucking funny too because. Our owners a few years ago said that now that we're not paying off our stadium, we can compete with players and results with Bayern Munich. You think that's fucking competing? Yeah. Having a fucking laugh, man. That's uh, it's it. We're ranked fifth in Europe, behind Bayern, who's fourth. Yeah. And we look like we're twentieth. We look like we we should be in the Europa League. And that's only because of the way they played. Yeah. Right, like exactly. that's and and if they keep playing like that for the rest of the season, the Europa League is gonna be where they are. Yeah, they're gonna be a Europa League team next year, which is weird for me to say because I always make fun of Europa League teams, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. don't want that to happen. But it's just, I'm sorry, but I watching that game, I decided that's it. It's I wanted, like you said, I wanted Wenger to go out on a high, but I'm done with Wenger. Yeah, and they need a change because it's. I know there's something to be said for consistency, but it's turning into a consistently disappoint disappointing season every year. And yes, top four is good. Yes, making it through the Champions League group stage is good, but it's just not good enough anymore. Knowing no that you can do more. Knowing no that you can do more. If I was Everton, if Wenger coached Everton, and with Everton's resources and the size of their club, he got me into the top four every year, great. Yeah. That's awesome. But when you know that you have the potential to win titles, to compete in the Champions League, to just do more, and every year it's the same thing, that, like, you... But at the same, at the same coin, if he did that with Everton, took over them, like, this year, yeah. and then s- 10 years down the line, he was still there, and they've been top four every single year, and then haven't done anything else past that, you start to get a little bit frustrated. Yeah, and it depends on the resources that he has. Yeah. Right? And the players that you have. If he was I'm saying if he was getting that Everton team in that they have now, you'd take that. But with the money that Arsenal spent, with the money that we know Arsenal makes, to not take it to that next step in so long is that it's a problem. It's, when you talk about consistency, that's not good enough anymore. Mm. Because you're consistently good results with no great ones. Yeah. It's, it's not what this team should be. It's finishing below your potential. Yes. No, absolutely. Anyways, we're, we're going to take another quick break, and then we'll be back with uh, seems to be the hot topic around lots of Arsenal right now is the Wenger's future. So then, so let's say hypothetically, Wenger retires, Wenger doesn't renew his contract, Wenger resigns, or Wenger gets fired, which, given the problems... Given what the fans are now calling for, I know they call for it every year, but there seems to be a certain degree of seriousness this year. Say he's gone. Say say this is the last Wenger season. George, where do they go from there? What's what like? I don't. There's a lot of names out there. Yeah. There's some rumors. Where do you see them going? What would you like to see them do? Well, if. If the owners really wanted to show a big difference 
and a big serious approach at winning some silverware, they'd they'd go for a different kind of manager. Like a um, Diego Simeone. Like yeah, strong personality like that. Yeah. And I I'm not quite sure that they're doing that. I'm not sure that their ambitions lie where the fans are. Yeah. Because if you look at Stan Kroenke, the teams that he also owns, the St. Louis Rams, LA Rams, yeah, who are pretty shit. Quite shit. And he also moved them from their home city. From St. Louis to LA. To go yeah. back to LA. Yeah. Um, Colorado Avalanche. Oh my, my God. God. Fucking awful. Okay. Some of our listeners may not understand or follow the NHL too much. I didn't realize he owns the Colorado Avalanche. That is red flags going up. The Colorado <laughs> Avalanche this season have the potential to be the worst NHL team in history. And there's a salary cap in that league, meaning there's a ton of parity between the teams. Mm-hmm. Every team can spend a certain amount of money. Most teams spend that money. The Colorado Avalanche spend that money and are shit. They are one of the worst managed, mm-hmm. one of the worst group of players. Like it is a fucking tire fire over yeah, there in Colorado. Yeah. I know I I just got very emotional <laughs> that he owns the Colorado Avalanche. And because the club that you love. The Denver Nuggets he also owns, who haven't done anything. No, they shit. even got rid of their best player in Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. And the Colorado Rapids, who, to be fair, had a good MLS season this year. But in the past, haven't done absolutely shit all. Yeah. So, there hasn't been a very big showing of ambition in any of those clubs. So, it puts into question what they want. Do they want someone that's just going to continue doing and getting this similar results that is going to be doing? Or are they going to say, well, we should listen to the fans we clearly haven't been playing as well as we can. We need someone to kick the players' asses a little bit. Yeah. And I'm not sure that they're of that opinion. I think that's needed if we're changing managers. Yeah. Which I think, like, they're never going to fire Wenger. Mm. It's literally up to him. Yeah. And... <sighs> From the reports that are coming out, it's sounding like he's done. Mm-hmm. I think, I think this is taking just too much of a toll on him. Yeah. And, like, I love the man. I can never hate Arsene Wenger. But, like, something has to change. And the thing that's the most immediate and I think addresses most of the problems in the team right now, I'm not saying it's not the player's fault. I just think that we need someone to come in that's going to push the players to the extreme, that's going to absolutely kick their ass and show some of them that they can't just walk on this team if they don't put in the fucking performances. Yeah. That's why I think a guy, a manager who would bring back a guy like Joel Campbell, Mm -hmm. who has an incredible work rate and does what the manager wants, could come back from loan. Mm -hmm. And if he is the best player, if he plays better than Walcott, if he tries harder than Ox, if he's more technically sound than both of them, he will get the minutes. That's what I want to see, is just put on a, a side that is going to work hard enough that they don't lose 5-1 to Bayern Munich. Yeah. And, um, it, I, I, like, to me, I think that's the biggest issue in our team right now is we just need a different style of man management at at the club right now. Like I said, I'm gutted that Wenger hasn't been able to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm gutted. I love the man, but something needs to change now. And, like, looking at the list of names of possibilities... One that we like, I've always said I'd like and sticks out to me as a good decision tactically and looking forward is Eddie Howe. The problem with Eddie Howe when we're talking about these issues of man management and getting the most out of players, as much as I'd like Eddie Howe as a manager, I wonder how well he will be respected uh. by the players that, yeah, there you go, <laughs> um, by the players that are almost his age. Yeah. Right? How much authority would he have over the players? Are they going to buy into his system when he's a young guy? Yeah. I also think that he might roll over a little too much. I don't think he's... For me, I want to see a really strong personality come in. 
Yeah. If Wenger ends up staying at the club, but in a director of football role, yeah. I think they'd be more willing to go with sort of a project manager or like one that's a little more low key that can work with Wenger. Yeah. Right. And I think that would increase the chances of getting Eddie Howe. Yeah. But some of these strong personalities, if they're at the club, like nothing against Wenger, but they want that, they want that team to be theirs. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? And I think that's what's needed personally. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, um, just the rattling off a few names that have been mentioned. Diego Simeone at Atletico, yeah, which that'd 100% be. would give you the hunger in that team. He would kick yeah. the shit out of those players, and yeah. rightfully so. And the attitude that he has is one that I love. I absolutely love Diego Simeone. Uh, Thomas Tuchel for Dortmund. A little bit of a more low-key manager to obviously took over from Klopp. Um, Maximiliano Allegri at Juventus. He, this yeah. is my opinion. The pick. This is my pick for who I want to take over. And he's even fueled rumors that he's been in contact with Arsenal. Yeah. So that's that's what I could see happening. Um, the Leandro Jardim from Monaco. He's having a very good season. Two seasons straight with Monaco. I, let's not go with another French guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's... Honestly. Triggered. <laughs> Triggered <laughs> as fuck. Um, Roger Schmidt, who coaches Leverkusen, who they've kind of been the arsenal of the Bundesliga, being in and around uh, Champions League spots consistently. Yeah. Uh, Yogi Love from oh. Germany. And the I don't know about sniffer. you, I don't want the ball sniffer slash oh. ass nugget eater to that be on the touchline at Arsenal. That guy is The weird. English media would have a fucking field day. Oh my that god. That being said, we would keep Ozil. Yeah. But I don't think it's worth it to have every other team in the league seeing us go up maybe yeah. like 1-0 and having his hand down his pants just yeah. having at it as we're scoring the goal. And then doing I don't the fucking old, want that. The old four-finger pit stop at the nose. <laughs> Um, for the ball butter. Um, uh, he is, <laughs> he's, he's a weirdo and the puns and the headlines. Yeah. I can't even imagine what the Metro would like. It's just, it's, oh I don't want it. God. I understand he's a good manager. He's won a world cup. Don't want him. Yogi love <laughs> remembering he had Vindaloo curry. For <laughs> oh God. Exactly. Anyways, another, uh, another option that people have been sort of throwing out there is, a. Uh, Sam Pauli from Sevilla, obviously yeah. coached Alexis Sanchez with on the, when Chile won the Copa America. Yeah, that would be an excellent choice. The only problem, I don't think that man knows any English whatsoever. <laughs> He'll work with him. <laughs> He'll work with him. Anyway, and then uh, another two that have been mentioned as well is a uh, Laurent Blanc, the former PSG manager. Yeah, and French. French. <laughs> And uh, the current Barcelona manager, Luis Enrique. Yeah, I mean, that's fine with me. I, I agree with you. Uh, for me, Allegri or Simeone. Yeah, that's, uh, well, if you're going big managers, either of those two is great. Mm-hmm. I just have a feeling that Allegri is going to be the one that happens. Yeah. Like, if there's, if there's more... If there's a chance of one of those two guys, I think it's more on Allegri than Simeone. And I would love Simeone. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think but, Allegri plays more of a style. He plays a style closer to Arsenal's current style than Simeone. Um, he is very, very emotive on the sidelines. He's very, very hard on his players if they're not executing. Which I think might make some players want to leave Arsenal. And good. You know what? Good. Weed them the fuck gonna, out. Yeah. Weed them out. If Wolcott doesn't want to work hard... Weed him out. Like, mm-hmm. no more. No, like, no more, th- exactly. Bring in a guy, like an independent auditor, who can sift through the bullshit, get rid of the extra, and mm. then bring in guys who are going to do the job, do mm. it right, and want to work hard for the money they're being paid. Yeah. I think that's exactly what's needed. Yeah. To someone to, to push the pedal on this team, and the ones who aren't, willing to go that extra mile are going to be left behind. Left, left behind. behind. Absolutely. And now, like, uh, obviously a lot sort of rides on if Sanchez or Rosario is going to be leaving in the summer. But with Allegri, he usually plays a, a 4-4-2, but with a diamond midfield. Yeah. So, in my opinion, that formation, he would probably play Sanchez up top with Giroud. Yeah. Or maybe even... Or maybe Giroud would be a third striker. He'd go get someone else. Yeah. But I think that would get the best out of Sanchez. 
He'd be probably playing Shaka at the base of his midfield diamond yep. for a passing range. I think that would get the best out of Shaka. I agree. And if you see him on the sideline, if there's ever like a slip up, he's on the player right away. Yeah. Right away. And that's something that I think is 100% needed. Same with Simeone. Simeone will not tolerate people not trying. And yeah. that's something that I fucking love about him. Finger just sits down and looks stoic. Yeah. Like he seems, does he not seem disengaged to you? Like he does. When, when they get scored on, he's just sitting there staring into the abyss. Like he's just, he's done yeah. with it. I, I think he's, he's over it. I think he's just done. Yeah. But um, essentially, some players that I think under, if, if we were to get an intense manager, Simeone or Allegri, one of those two, if we were to get one of those guys, I think that Walcott would be given a hard time and he'd want to leave. Yeah. I think that Monreal. Would be given a hard time and he'd have to leave. Gibbs would be out the door, no question. Gibbs should be out the door already. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ramsey, I think, would respond really well. Well, I hope so. I hope so, too. Because if not, he's got to fuck the fuck off. Honestly, I don't see how he could respond worse to whatever's been going on this year. And don't get me wrong, I like Ramsey, but I mean the lack of effort. It's, It's not just him, but across the whole team. There needs to be a change. There needs to be someone that's going to light a fire under their ass. Absolutely. Because they, they've been, they've been uh, lackadaisical. They've you know been I think would do well under those guys anus. is Perez. Perez, yes. Lucas Perez, every, I know he's, he's injured right now. I don't think it's serious, but he's not available. But every time he comes in, every time he plays, that guy makes something happen. And he's like Sanchez. He works his ass off. Mm-hmm. I would love to see Perez and Sanchez on the field together all the time. Me too. Me over too. Walcott. Yeah. Like, I would put Perez over Walcott, given the performances this year, despite some of the goals Walcott scored at the beginning of the season, every day. Yeah. Perez is the harder worker. He's the better player. He, he's more into the game, and he makes more things happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that if we were to get an Allegri, what he also does is, in that four four two, he doesn't have any wingers. Okay. He has box-to-box midfielders yeah. in those wider... Not wide. It's not even wide because his fullbacks give the width. Yeah. But he has those box-to-box midfielders. And I think that's why Ramsey is going to do a little bit better. Yeah. I think Walcott would not have a place in the team. I think Walcott would be sold. I'd be fine. Um, what about Jack Wilshire? Wilshire, I think, would... I think he'd get in the team. I think the base of midfield would be either between Wilshire or Shaka. But Wilshire can also do decent things... Box to box. Yeah. And Ozil spearhead of that attack. But if Ozil isn't there, Oxlade-Chamberlain would be able to fit in that system very well. Yeah. Would you put a Wobi on the left of that diamond then for a box to box? or No, I think a Wobi would be a backup for center. The center yeah. attacking midfield position. Yeah. Or even potentially uh, a backup for Sanchez in like the sort of mobile striker role. Yeah. So 4-4-2 four, four, then, you, would you go with Sanchez-Giroux or Sanchez-Perez? Sanchez Perez. Yeah. I, well, put put it this way. In that system, I think that Sanchez Perez would work yeah. better. I, I think Giroud would just be sort of battering ram. And come on late, hold the ball up, get a headed goal. Against Man U. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, there's there's lots. It's You got to remember, this is sad. Yeah. That we're at this point in the season, and again, we're looking to next year. Yeah. And I know we still have the FA Cup. But let's be honest, how many more FA Cups are we going to win before it's just a pretty consolation prize, right? Yeah. It's it's sad, but the fact that we're here again with however many games left and we're talking about it, this, this is the this is what we're getting heated over. Yeah. Shows that you got to do something. And and a new manager, a new formation, getting some of the bullshit out and bringing some new good shit in. Mhm. I think that's I think that's what's got to happen. I I think it is as well. So Sutton on the weekend in the FA Cup. This is a bright spot. Just I it's I'm looking forward to it. It's special. This is what I do like about the FA Cup and the League Cup is getting to play these smaller teams. Mm-hmm. I think it's I I think it'll be fun. Am I worried they're gonna lose? <laughs> kind of. Um, what do I want to see? I want to see the exact team that beat Southampton in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. I want to see Maitland-Niles. I want to see Rene Adelaide. I want to see Welbeck. Mm-hmm. I want to see Welbeck 
And if Paris is healthy, I want to see Paris. Just start that team that destroyed that Southampton team. Mm-hmm. Just, just get because whatever team you put out there, I guess your A team against Bayern Munich would struggle against Sutton. So put out other than Sanchez, put out that team that beat Southampton and go and have a kick about it, Sutton. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, obviously, this is really the only competition we're in the running for now. Yeah. So we might as well focus on it and try and win it because, and even so, this season is still, in my opinion, a failure. Absolutely. Even I mean, with an FA Cup, this is a failure. Yeah. And now, I must, I must say, as much as I dislike Mourinho, not in the way that he said it, but he kind of, he, he's kind of alluded to this whole Wenger situation when, when he was saying the specialist in failure thing. Yeah. I obviously think he was a cunt for saying it. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is he does have a little bit of a point. As of late. Yes, As of late. But anyway, so go kick about it, Sutton. Uh, I want to see our backup starting. Because, honestly, they're way hungrier than our first team at the moment. Yeah, see what you got. Like, see what you have in the system. Yeah. Because... Hell, put Emilio Martinez in now. Emilio Martinez, fuck it. Call up Colin Bramble. Yeah. Give him his first team debut. I, I, I don't care. Like, just do something. Just do something. Show Shake us what you up. show us what you have in the system because what what you're putting out as of lately has not been good enough. So no. let's see if other guys will step up because I mean every time I've seen Maitland Niles or any Adelaide, they've impressed me. Mm-hmm. Welbeck's been pretty good since he's come back from injury. What do you have to lose at this point? Yeah. Right? Like, really, what do you have to lose? Like, season's already kind of shot, so... Yeah. Like, even if we say lose... Like, obviously, if we put out our B team, we should still win. Absolutely. But even if we... It's a non-league side. non-league side, yeah. Like, but I mean... I just want to see the guys that actually care to give some playing time. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll be back with a review after the Sutton game. There is quite a break um, because of of Southampton playing in the uh, League Cup final. Um, but we might throw in like a like a Champions League roundup minus the butt fucking yeah. uh, of every other game uh, sometime in the next few weeks, just to sort of keep some content for you guys. We might just do a hot takes episode. Where we just spit hot takes about no, how... No, fuck it. We might do an NHL episode. <laughs> we might, I might do an entire episode just slamming the Colorado <laughs> Um And you know what? Why not the LA Rams while we're at yeah. it? Just just absolutely slam the bastards. Is that fake news? Is that fake news? Is that- <laughs> um, anyway, we will we'll talk to you later. And until then, try to keep your spirits up.